Heavenly Father, we bow in your presence. May your word continue to be our rule. Your spirit continue to be our teacher. And your greater glory, our greatest desire. We pray that through these words, we would all see Jesus and him only. And we ask this in the name of the Father and Son, Holy Ghost. Amen. In the fullness of our faith, when we remember our past and move it into the present, it has the power to affect transformation for the future. I can remember three rhetorical questions that accompanied me throughout my early childhood, and perhaps you all can relate. The first was, were you born in a barn? <laughs> that usually came when I forgot to clean my room. The second was, when will you ever grow up? That was a question my older brother asked me as a carefully planned, relentless program of persecution. <laughs> the third was, have you forgotten something? That was usually a parental admonition, usually for not saying thank you after receiving some gift. Now in the fullness of my faith, I remember those three questions from the past, bring them into the future, and totally realize their power to affect transformation. For instance, to the first, were you born in a barn? That taught me cleanliness. To the second, when will you ever grow up? That taught me that what maturity really looks like. And to the third, have you forgotten something? That taught me gratitude. Which is what I thought of when first reading our gospel lesson for today from Luke. The story of Jesus healing 10 lepers, but only one comes back to give thanks. Now in my math, that's only 10%. And if my mother had been there, she would have said to the other nine, have you forgotten something? <laughs> there is more to this story, however, than just nine forgetful lepers. Let us travel together along the Samaritan border to unpack some details. Scripture teaches that Jesus is walking between Samaria and Galilee. He is dangerously close to the border across which no Jew was to travel, and close to which no respectable Jew would be seen, for Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. And then along comes a band of lepers. Lepers were ostracized legally in that day. Leviticus chapter 13 teaches us several rules of health regarding the protection against lepers. They couldn't enter villages or cities. They had to stay out on the borders of life. They were to get out of the way on the road if they saw someone coming towards them. And they were to stay at a distance to warn passerbys. Unclean, unclean. If healed, lepers were instructed by Leviticus chapter 13 to visit a priest who alone could confirm their cleanliness and authorize their return to society and back to a normal life. Being a leper in that day meant isolation from society, family, and worship. Not to mention the grotesque disfigurement, anguishing pain, and a cruel, prolonged death. It makes sense then that this story should take place along the border, because borders in every country are sort of a no man's land. One kept away from the border because it is where you would be sure to encounter something unsavory. Outcasts, fugitives, criminals, 
and yes, even lepers. Jesus is walking along the border. Some lepers approach him, but instead of shouting unclean, they shout, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. This is not the cry of a leper, but the cry of a penitent. Their cry, as a matter of fact, is the Kyrie eleison, Lord, have mercy. It has been the prayer of the church for over 2,000 years. We sung it this morning, and we do at every Mass. And get this, the lepers cry out, Jesus, Master. That is the title the disciples used for Jesus. It's not, the, it's not what lepers would say. Obviously, these lepers knew of Jesus and his miraculous powers. But here's the twist. And it's in the details. Jesus tells them, go show yourself to the priests before they are healed. It hasn't happened yet. He does not touch them as he has done with other lepers. He does not pray over them. He does not declare them cleansed. The text says, while they were on their way, they were healed. Thus, Luke has provided us with a marvelous model of faith. Faith means going on, anticipating that what is promised to you is going to be fulfilled. Or better yet, faith means I have a part in my healing. My life is not going to change if I just sit still. It's going to happen only if in trust and obedience, I get up and live as if it has already happened. This quality is called proleptic a wonderful theological term, which means that you live now the way it is going to be. You anticipate the promise being fulfilled before it is fulfilled in your life. All 10 lepers display this measure of faith by beginning their journey to the priests while the disease of leprosy was still on their bodies. They believed in a cure before it happened. They assumed God was already at work, even if they couldn't discern it. They rightly trusted, obeyed, and believed. A lesson for all of us, for God's part is up to God. We have nothing to do with that, but our part is to assume that God is already at work, even if we cannot discern it, for God moves in mysterious ways. Our role is to trust, obey, and believe, to start out, keep on going, never give up, and see what happens. Can I hear an amen to that? Amen. amen. The text then tells us, while they were on their way, the lepers were healed. One leper, however, stands in the road transfixed. In lieu of rejoicing over his newfound health, his mind triggers him to remember what he once was to what he is now. The other nine lepers continue towards the priest for pronouncement of cleansing. The Samaritan lever, however, returns to Jesus as if to say, the priest can wait. I must go back to the source and thank the one who made me clean. Scripture teaches us that he then rushes to Jesus and prostates himself at Jesus' feet with cries of humble gratitude. Yes, the hero of this story is the Samaritan leper. Just as we heard last week with the story of the Good Samaritan, Jesus is always lifting up unlikely people to, the, to be the models for the religious. 
Friends, we all know that faith makes us whole. That is the basic tenet of Christian teaching. But here in this story, we have the opportunity to see faith as something that leads us to a life that is more than normal. The climax of this story comes in another detail. Jesus looks upon the Samaritan, and after asking about the whereabouts of the other nine, he tells the Samaritan, your faith has made you well or whole. The word for well or whole used here in Greek is sozo, and it means to be saved, as in salvation. In other words, Jesus is saying, your faith has saved you. All of what the other nine lepers wanted out of Jesus was to be cured. Perhaps they felt entitled to be normal. Their mission was to go to the priest for the official clearance, enabling them to go back home and live normally. They had no regard for the source of their cure. But the one Samaritan leper comes back not only cured, but saved, made whole. That day, ten lepers got healed. One got saved. The Samaritan leper realizes something more important than the other nine, the need for gratitude, that faith and gratitude go hand in hand. He realizes that the hand of God has touched his life, that God accepted him before he was healed, just as he did the other nine. The other nine, however, wanted to forget about their past state of leprosy and return back to normal. It was all about them. The Samaritan, however, remembers his past state of leprosy and wants to return to the source of that healing to show his gratitude. It was all about God. He remembers how he was handicapped physically, emotionally, and spiritually by the powers of that disease. And much like that wonderful hymn, Amazing Grace, he realizes he once was lost but now is saved. He remembers how he was held in the anguish of constant pain. He remembers how he was held captive in isolation and despair. He remembers how he feared the agonizing, incurable death of leprosy. And unlike the other nine lepers, the Samaritan leper, in the fullness of his faith, remembered his past and placed it in the present, which resulted in gratitude of a transformed future. The nine lepers continued, and as our epistle for today would confirm, they were walking in the flesh, vindicating themselves with entitlement. The Samaritan leper, on the other hand, was walking in the spirit, a spirit of faith and gratitude. With God's grace, may we in our lives do so as well. In the name of the Father, the Son. Amen.